It's February, Valentine's month, the month of love. So what better time to talk about how to love the addicts in our lives? Whether it's a family member, parent, sibling, spouse, or friend, it can be challenging to love an addict. And what does it mean or look like to love an addict? In today's episode, we're going to talk about that and what it really means to love someone through a trial no matter what. Are you just so tired of feeling broken? Do you want to take a deep breath and know that everything's going to be okay? That even when you slip, you have something to fall back on? Listen, I see you. Welcome to the Broken to Bless podcast. Here you'll find answers as we shine a light on some of the deepest inner struggles and spiritual battles we face today. My mission is to help you build a strong foundation of faith, kick old mindset habits to the curb, and refocus on what really matters. Hi there, I'm Randy, a wife, a mom, and saved by grace. I've struggled with depression, anxiety, and addiction issues since forever. But after surrendering to God in 2020, my life did a 180. He gave me a new heart, a new purpose, and a new life. It didn't matter that I was broken because I'm made whole with him and you can be too. It's never too late for us to be redeemed. God has a good plan for each of us and a path for restoration. So if you're ready to live by faith, find peace, be present, and trust where your life is going, then listen up. It's time to let go of who you think you are and step into who God created you to be. Let's do this. 1 Peter 4, 8. Above all, keep loving one another earnestly, since love covers a multitude of sins. Hello, how are you doing? (laughs) Welcome to the show. I'm so glad you're here. Today, this is such a huge topic, and I really thought through this episode because Addiction isn't, it's not just about the addict. It's also about the people that have to live around this addiction. Because when you're talking about addiction, it affects so many people. It, it doesn't just affect the person that is going through the addiction. It affects, it's a ripple effect for, to the people around them, to their friends, their family, their work family, their church family, whoever. And I think it's really important that we talk about what does it what does that mean to love someone when they're struggling, to love someone when you can see them falling down repeat, repeatedly. And what can we do to help this person? Not through anger, but through love. And I say all this not easily, by the way. (laughs) Loving an addict can be one of the hardest things we'll ever do. If you have been affected by addiction, by seeing people that you love suffer over it, it is absolutely one of the hardest things that you will ever go through. 
And even, you know, you might be listening to this episode and say, well, I have a problem with addiction. Like, is this episode for me? Yes, yes it is. Even if you know you're having an issue with addiction, chances are you know other people that are suffering too. And so this information can help you with those other people in your life. So, as I said, loving an addict can be one of the hardest things that we'll ever do. And a lot of things can happen when you've been dealing with addiction, with someone else's addiction for a long time. So, for example, it can make us angry, very angry that they aren't stepping into the quote unquote role that you think they should be playing. We might start to question God. Why will this never end? Especially if you're dealing with a family member and you're living with this person, it could be a parent or a sibling or a spouse. It's very hard to deal with someone else's problem. We can become bitter and hateful towards the addict. You know, we can lose our compassion over time. We can lose sight of their suffering and start to just think about our suffering, what we're going through because of what they are putting us through. And then even physical problems can manifest from this, such as anxiety and distress that can cause anything from like stomach issues to headaches and, you know, even heart issues, even like heart palpitations, panic attacks. These are just a few things that can happen when you're living with an addict, when you're dealing with someone that won't, you know, get it together, right? And it can harden us. It can harden our hearts. It can make life very difficult and feel very heavy. And listen, I want to make something clear here. I'm never going to tell you that it's okay to take abuse from an addict. It's not. And a lot of times we, as the people, the loved ones of the addict, we take emotional and verbal abuse. This is very common. I've spoken to many people who experience this. But this episode really is just meant for encouragement because it can feel, it can feel very lonely when you're dealing with this by yourself and you're taking on the responsibility, you feel like you're taking on the responsibility of the addict. So I say none of these things lightly. (laughs) None of these things I take lightly. I do not think it's easy. I'm not going to tell you that any of this is easy. It's not. But through these trials and these sufferings, God is strengthening us. He is there with us experiencing this and you are absolutely not alone. So let's get on to the encouragement. What can you do and what are three ways that you can love an addict? Number one, love them where they are. This is so hard, (laughs) especially if you've been deeply hurt by the actions or the words of an addict or both, you know, no matter what your relationship is with them. It can be very hard to love that person where they are. And sometimes, sometimes when you don't understand 
right? When you can't understand their point of view and what they're going through, they can almost feel like an enemy to you. If, like I said at the beginning of this episode, if they're not playing the role that you feel like they should be playing, if they're not being, you know, a good friend or a good spouse or a good parent, if you think that there's things that they should be doing because, oh, this is my, this is my dad or this is my mom, this is my husband or wife, they should be doing blank, you know, fill in the blank as that person. And they can start to look like your enemy over time. And so loving an addict where they are, that can be very hard. But it says in Luke 6, starting in verse 27, But I say to you who hear, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, and pray for those who spitefully use you. To him who strikes you on one cheek, offer the other also. And from him who takes away your cloak, do not withhold your tunic either. Give to everyone who asks of you. And from him who takes away your goods, do not ask them back. And just as you want men to do to you, you also do to them likewise. So we might look at this and be like, yeah, okay, so I get it, all right? It says that we're supposed to love our enemies and turn the other cheek and yada, yada, yada. But I don't want to be nice to them. They don't deserve it. They didn't do anything. All they've done is hurt me. Why would I want to be nice to them? And here's the thing. They might not deserve it, but we don't deserve it either. I don't deserve it. You don't deserve it. We don't deserve God's love, but his mercies and his loving kindness are new every morning. Every day you and I make mistakes too. We are sinners and we all fall short of the glory of God. But even though we don't deserve it, God loves us anyway. And this person, you might feel that they don't deserve it, And yeah, they they don't. They don't. But that's not the point. Luke 6, starting in 35, says, But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, expecting nothing in return. And your reward will be great, and you will be sons of the Most High, for he is kind to the ungrateful and the evil. Be merciful, even as your Father is merciful. Matthew 5, 38 through 42 says, You have heard that it was said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, do not resist the one who is evil. But if anyone slaps you on the right cheek, turn to him the other also. And if anyone would sue you and take your tunic, let him have your cloak as well. And if anyone forces you to go one mile, go with him two miles. Give to the one who begs from you, and do not refuse the one who would borrow from you. So this is Matthew and Luke, and essentially, you know, they're saying similar things. You know, don't repay evil for evil. Don't think of, you know, we live in a society that's an eye for an eye. But Jesus is sitting here telling us that we don't give back evil even when we receive evil, even if we receive the worst things, 
that doesn't give us an excuse to be unkind to other people. And this is something that can take practice. And I'm not going to say that you're not going to screw up sometimes. We all do. We all do. But we need to try to focus on being kind. And sometimes when I say being kind, y'all, I'm not saying that we need to like kiss their butt and like do everything for them and be like super sweet and just like um, act like nothing bad is happening. That's not what I'm saying. Sometimes the biggest kindness that you can do for someone is if you're going to say something, if you're not going to say something nice, don't say anything at all, okay? Sometimes the biggest kindness that we can do for someone is to just give them the dignity to make their own choices. And that that means that we do not attack them and start telling them what they need to do. Okay, this is between them and the Lord. And depending on what the relationship is, I know this can be easier said than done. And sometimes, you know, you will be confronted with things that are not fair. It's not fair. And you could be sitting there saying, this is not right. And I just keep having to do this. Yes, you do. But the Lord... He's giving us this challenge, this trial for a reason, and if for no other reason, to strengthen our faith. Loving someone where they're at doesn't mean that you are accepting the addiction and that you approve of the addiction. Loving somebody where they're at just means that you simply keep fighting for them and showing them God's love even when they don't deserve it. That's what it means to love someone where they're at. You love the person, but you hate the sin. I know that, like I said, I'll say it again. It's just, it's so hard. But you need to figure out what does it mean to love this addict today? And that's what you do. Number two, forgive them. Ephesians 4.32 says, And be kind to one another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. I know this is hard. And I know that forgiving people is hard. Sometimes forgiveness can... You might have to forgive someone every single day. You might, it might take you years to fully forgive someone. But... We have to forgive. Forgiveness doesn't mean that we say what they did is okay. It just means that we're not willing to carry this burden anymore. We're not willing to carry the load. We're giving it fully to the Lord. We're laying it at the cross and we are giving it to God because we don't want to carry this pain anymore. Because when you don't forgive somebody, what they did to you, that starts to eat away at your soul, your spirit, your mind. It makes you a bitter person. It makes you an angry person. And so forgiving others, it can take that whole load off your shoulders. Matthew 18 starting in 21, says, 
Then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Up to seven times? Jesus said to him, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to seventy times seven. Seventy times seven, y'all. That's a lot of times. And by the way, that's for one offense. That's not for a bunch of different things. That's for one thing. Forgive them 70 times 7. That's 490 times for one type of offense. You know, and sometimes we think that they don't deserve to be forgiven. But as I said, you know, we don't deserve it either. We don't deserve to be forgiven from the Lord. But what did Jesus say on the cross when he was on the cross? He said, it is finished. And that means he's already taken care of it. He's already gone ahead of us. He's already worked all of this out for our good, for our highest good. And so if the Lord's gone ahead of us and already worked it out, can't we let go of these things that other people have done to us? Jesus took our sins on the cross. He took that burden from us. He paid the penalty for us. And if God can forgive me for what I've done in my past, I need to be able to forgive others for what they do and what they've done and sometimes for what they continue to do. And that is not easy. And yeah, sometimes you're going to be like, but how long do I have to put up with this? How many times do I have to do this? 70 times 7. And that's not, you know, it's not literal. It's not like, you know, you hit 500 and that's it. No, it's just meaning that we have to continue to forgive people no matter how many times it takes. So number three, and this one's very important, okay? Work on your faith instead of focusing on them and pray for them. Now, I know like this can sound like, okay, so work on myself. Like, how is that loving an addict? It is loving an addict because you are not focused on what they are doing. You are focused on what you are doing. You are staying in your own lane and you are focused on what you are doing. You are focused and it's not, I say this not to be like, be selfish and focus on yourself. That's not what I'm saying here. Because sometimes I think we do do that like we pull away from the people that are suffering and we go and indulge in things like we distract ourselves and we go and indulge in things that actually get us into trouble and we can develop addictions based on other people just as a response to what we're going through okay we are not innocent we are we're all human beings here but what I'm saying here is that we need to focus on our faith on building our faith in the Lord and trusting that he has already taken care of it. You know, we can't drink. It's like we can't drink the poison. We can't drink poison and expect the person that's hurting us to die from it. Okay. (laughs) We need to focus on what's going to strengthen our minds, our hearts, our souls. And we need to grow our faith and we need to pray. We need to pray like we've never prayed before. 
we won't always know why it takes as long as it does. We may never in this life, we may never know why things take as long as they do or what God's plan is. We could pray for days, for months, for years for a person before we see real change. And that was absolutely true for me. I had other people praying for me for years and years that I would turn to the Lord. And I finally did. But if that if those people had stopped praying for me when it didn't happen after six months, a year, two years, five years, 10 years, 15 years, if those people didn't stop, if they had stopped praying for me, would I be where I am now? You know, the Lord, he hears our prayers. He hears our requests. Matthew 21, 22 says, and whatever you ask in prayer, you will receive if you have faith. So we need to have faith that he's going to get us through this time, that, he, that our loved ones are going to find victory over these addictions. Matthew 5, 44 says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. We have to pray for those people that hurt us. And we really need to pray for those people that continue to hurt us because they are suffering. And when we get our eyes off of the addict and we put our eyes on the Lord instead, amazing things will happen in our lives and our hearts will soften and we'll be able to be better people towards the addict. We will be able to learn to love the addict because we keep if we keep trying to work on the addict instead of ourselves, we're never going to get anywhere. But if we keep our eyes on the Lord, the Lord is going to work on our hearts. The Lord is going to work on their hearts. And eventually, we will be able to see real victory. So I've gone way over time, way over time on, on how long I wanted this episode to be. But I want to leave you with this. And it's First Corinthians 13. It says, If I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I am a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. So I hope this has helped you today. I pray, I'm praying for you. And if there's one thing that you get out of this episode, it's just to keep your eyes on the Lord, love at all times, and every day get up and say, how how can I love today, Lord? What would you have me do today? Thank you so much for listening. I pray this blesses you. If you need more information, please be sure to head over to brokentobless.com. 
I have many different articles to help on addiction, addiction recovery. You can also sign up for my newsletter and get encouragement from me every week, plus notifications about the podcast. I pray that you have a blessed week and I'll catch you next time.